Hello and welcome. You're watching Watch It Baptist Church online. My name's Mike. I'm the pastor of Watch It Baptist Church. We sometimes call ourselves WBC. And this is the fourth in a series looking at Matthew chapter 16, starting at verse 21 this time. So let's read that straight away and then we'll pray. From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord, he said, this shall never happen to you. Jesus turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. And then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? The Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels and then he will reward each person according to what they have done. Truly I tell you, some who are standing here will not taste death before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Let's pray. Lord, as we finish this look at Matthew 16, we ask for your wisdom for your insight and we ask that you would uh, demonstrate to us what it is we need to see in these verses amen i want to be quite brief this time round. there's really one thing i want to focus on in these verses it's something that peter challenges but which jesus is very clear about jesus knows that he will have to go to his death for god's plan for grace to flow, for humanity and God to be reconnected properly and with a fulfilled humanity in mind and uh, a situation not bound by time to come about where we might enjoy God's presence, he's going to have to make that step, that he's going to have to die. And he knows that what comes after that death is going to be glorious he is able to say towards the beginning of that uh, passage suffer many things and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life so he can see the whole picture and peter jumps in and says no i'm not okay with that somebody i love and care for somebody i've put my trust in shouldn't be vulnerable like that shouldn't have to suffer like that shouldn't have to I don't know, be on the wrong end of hardship like that, maybe. It's perhaps difficult to get entirely under the skin of what Peter is feeling, but it clearly matters to him. Now, we do see Jesus immediately respond and say, get behind me, Satan. Peter says, never, Lord. Jesus says, just just go over there. I, I don't need this. And of course, what Jesus is saying is not that Peter has become Satan, but that what Peter is suggesting to him will divert him from the course he needs to take. It would take him away from the plan. It would take him away from the purpose and how to fulfil it. Now Peter's perspective is really understandable. None of us like to see those we know and love and trust suffer and struggle. But something at the heart of this 
is really important to pick up. Immediately after Jesus has been explaining to Peter about how the church will be built, that it will be built on faith and courage and humility and hearing the Spirit, immediately after that, Peter's already in there going, no, we don't need all of that. We don't need this bit, Jesus. We don't need the sacrifice bit. We don't need the bit where you have to suffer. Surely there are other ways around it. Now, we could spend a lot of time analysing the mechanics of the atonement. Believe me, we could spend a lot of time on that. And at some point, maybe I will, but not right now. Instead, what I want us to think about is that at the heart of Jesus' understanding of what comes with the church's birth is the idea of sacrifice. Now, we looked last time at how Peter had to have his assumptions changed. He had to alter the way he expected the church to work in its infancy. He had to leave aside some of his assumptions about how Gentiles would fit into it. He had to show a courage that meant that instead of running and hiding from knowing Jesus, he would step in front of people who were already unhappy with Jesus and reinforce Jesus' message. And that he would then be suffering too. But we haven't got there yet. That's all in Acts. Go and take a look at it. Not right now, it appears. Sacrifice, from Jesus' point of view, is an essential element to being part of the kingdom, to being part of the church. Now, what's interesting here is that we are able to see, um, we're having explained to us what Jesus' sacrifice was. He must uh, suffer many things at the hands of the elders, chief priests and teachers of the law, and he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. It's um, perhaps not surprising that Peter and maybe others kind of got a bit distracted by the on the third day be raised to life bit, by the suffering and death bit that came before it. I get that. But so it's just said again, Peter, who wants to take Jesus aside and says, you don't have to do this, is then pushed back. No, actually, I do. And elsewhere, Jesus is keen to point out um, that those who make sacrifices to follow Jesus will have those sacrifices remembered and be honoured for them. That Jesus is big on saying sacrifice is an integral part of how my community works. It's a theme that runs through ever so many stories in our culture and the culture as it's been before us and how it now it how it's expressed now in um, in film and television. Being sacrificial is seen as a uh, as an important characteristic, I suppose. In both of the last two Marvel films of the third phase, uh, yeah, Infinity War and Endgame, there are important examples of sacrifice. And that's just, that's just from a, a big, flashy, cinematic kind of perspective. The value of sacrifice is really understood. In fact, so much so that in London, central London now, we have the um, uh, the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. I've got that description wrong, but you know what I mean? That there was a recognition that so many people made sacrifices, that all of them need honouring, even if we don't know who all of them were. So sacrifice is valued by our culture, but when we get up close and personal, very often we don't want to think about it, or we don't want to allow those close to us to have to go through it, or we don't want to have to go through it ourselves. We kind of want a version of 
being part of a church that doesn't involve making sacrifices, doesn't involve going to difficult places. Now again, last time we looked at how an essential part of the rock that Jesus builds his church on is courage. That this is something that Peter demonstrates when he declares that Jesus is Messiah and Son of God. And courage and sacrifice are really closely related. Going back to those Marvel films, there is an immense courage from those characters who end up being those sacrifices. It's hard. But they recognise that what they're trying to accomplish, what the, the ultimate purpose that they're sacrificing for, is so much worth it. That actually the thing they would like to hold on to, sacrificing it is okay. Because there's a bigger picture here. Now I don't know how significant it is that this kind of way of thinking is brought in in Matthew 16 here, as other bits have been talking about how the church is constituted. Remember that right back at the start we have uh, a demand for a sign uh, and Jesus says you, you need to read the context of where you are, the, the world in which you live. And then we have secondly the, the stuff about the yeast of the Pharisees and, and now Peter is later able to see that it's important to keep that yeast, that leaven, out of the church so that we don't have this kind of um, pharisaical kind of legalism that shapes how the church functions. And then we have this idea of of building the church on a rock and then we have perhaps the idea of building church on sacrifice certainly the church although it's kind of initiated here isn't really constituted until after that um, verse 21 stuff has happened he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life so where jesus is able to explain to us how the big picture works how the purpose works we're then able to see that he did have to go through it and that it was worth it and that peter for all his good intentions actually was really unhelpful here he was tempting jesus away from an approach of sacrifice that the church needed and the world needed too that's about all i want to say this time i've been quite brief but and i haven't gone in for all of my uh, all of the kind of illustrative bits i might have gone for but I just I want us to leave us I want to leave us as we reach the end of, of Matthew sixteen with this idea that that the church would never get to be in existence were it not for the willingness to sacrifice. And we mentioned John twenty one last time. At the end of towards the end of that chapter, Peter um, asks questions about, you know, who's what's gonna happen with other people, uh, particularly with John. And and Jesus says it doesn't matter what's gonna happen with other people. I'm I'm showing you your way forward i'm asking you to do what i'm asking you to do i'm I'm telling you and he does that you're going to be executed too but you'll be executed for my name for sharing the good news of the kingdom for telling people about forgiveness for living sacrificially peter's entire life from this moment on has sacrifice absolutely woven through it And as we think about what it means to be a church, as we think about what it is to be a rock and what Jesus can build the church, sacrifice has to be part of that. We have to be willing and able to weave in a sacrificial approach if we are going to be the church that Jesus wants to build. Let's pray. Lord, we ask that you infuse in us that courage and humility that faith and that willingness to listen for your spirit's voice and with all these things that you would build your church on we ask too 
that we would know what it is to sacrifice, that we'd be willing to sacrifice some of what we love, what we would choose, that we'd be willing to allow those around us to make the sacrifices they know they need to make and not to distract them from them. And we ask that in all these things, we would see your church built and your glory seen and your will being done. Amen. Okay, so three questions this time around. Question one is this. What might you need to sacrifice for the church to thrive? Question two. How can you get alongside others and support them in the sacrifices that they are making so that the kingdom might be seen and Jesus' glory might be known? What's, what's the role you're going to play supporting others where there are sacrifices that they have to make? Question three. Do you have the courage to call out those who would distract you away from where Jesus wants you to be? And we're not Jesus. And we will, of course, find it difficult to say to anybody around us, actually, no, I, I don't think your input's very helpful here, but in a in a church of those who are going to be honest with each other, to deepen relationships, to have that integrity, to confess our sins to one another, as James 5 puts it, in that kind of church, do we have the courage to say to each other, no, actually, doing this might be hard, but I think it's the right thing to do. Thanks for being with us. We're going to have one more go at Matthew 16, just to try and bring it all together. Uh, and then we'll be moving on to something else after that. It's been great to share with you at this point, uh, and I look forward to seeing you soon. Take care.